that was the first time I realized the the magnetism of Charles Barkley at a bar where I I was sitting there and it started off. It was like me, him and then like Ernie and Stanford Steve because I was facing Chuck. I didn't realize that like 60 people had come in behind me and he just has this energy and he can like, you know, a waiter will come over and be like, Hey, sorry to bother you. And he's like, then why are you bothering me there? (laughs) And everyone's like, Oh, Hello! Happy Friday. You serious, Clark? Why? That's sort of that's sort of my thing. <laughs> the whole copying thing again. Yeah, are you really? Okay. Huh. All right. That's going to take an adjustment on my part. Happy Friday, everybody. Hello, Kingston, West Virginia. Oh, you're really taking the whole thing. You're taking my thing. What thing? I would say a city. I would say hello. No, like last week I said hello to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and then some guy was like, hey, that's awesome because I listened to the pod. I'm in Fort Wayne. Con, that's what I did. And the person, shout out to uh, Corey. You've been on a real copying tear lately. You really think I copy everything you do? Did you not just hear yourself say hello? Reed, will you pull the sound from last week? Oh, this is a long play by you. I have a dog that might be joining the family soon. Say more. Yeah. You getting a dog? Dog. Oh, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Kind of like right after I got a dog. <laughs> what uh what kind of dog? A chocolate lab. Oh, you're getting a lab. Yeah, but not right one of the, after I got a lab. Not one of those like the, You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have anything, can I? That's just mine. Well, you kind of did it with having a baby. Copied you, huh? Yeah. You're unbelievable. All right, so... Get in the lab. Oh. <laughs> so this was a bit. No, it wasn't a bit. I, I It just came really natural saying hello. Hey, dude, listen, I, I just... I, I wanted to say this since last week. I did kind of copy the lab thing. Maybe I didn't do it intentionally. It kind of happened through osmosis, but lab looked kind of nice. But I want to be on record and say, you've been copying me your whole life. Because you're older than I am. Well, firstly, getting born. You decided to get born copying. Um, I lost my virginity. Then you go and lose your virginity eventually after. I don't even know when. Well, good while, I would imagine. (laughs) Committed to Virginia my junior year. I waited until my senior year. And you went to Virginia? Okay. Moved into my neighborhood, dude. <laughs> Had a kid. Now, the neighborhood piece is fair. Fair as fuck. Okay? <laughs> That's something I say. Fair as fuck. But thank you for copying to the... the, the you fuck God. Thank you for copying to the dog thing. You even ridiculed my choice of dog, saying that 
I made a mistake by getting a quote unquote ball dog. Well, you know, it is what you make it and you've made your dog into a ball dog. We won't be doing that up the hill. Oh, you're, you're not throwing a ball for your dog? Well, there's there's everything in moderation. That lab's gonna be happy. Um, also, you got a hot tub. I've had a hot tub for years. I took a break. I don't have a hot tub right now at my domicile. I had a hot tub all through my 20s. You just all of a sudden, hot tub. High school, I dyed my hair like Eminem, and then you dyed your hair like Eminem right after. Your mom, <laughs> no disrespect, dyed our hair I, I know, at but the I same was first, time. Are but you I was sure? First. Yeah, what did she dye two, two people's hair at the same time? No, but maybe I was first. I, I don't think recall. I was first. You think? I'm pretty sure. Probably so. Also, Eminem's getting canceled as we speak, so we might want to burn those photos. Oh, shoot. Um, smells like frankincense and myrrh in here. Fort Smith, Arkansas. Hello! So now that we can fish. You know why I said Kingston? Uh, when I was a kid, we played baseball there, travel baseball. Um, almost got caught dipping there. Oh. Coach banging on the door, four dudes in there dipping. It was like a meth lab for Kodiak Wintergreen. How do you... Do you find a receptacle? Do you swallow it? Swallow you try, Mike, bad, Co Mike Cochran had to swallow his dip. That's probably a rough couple of hours. Big bad Rodney Knight at the door. Mm. He was not a... He was a... But still three. Yeah, three knocks. Hey, it's hard to see you through your uh, your water jug. There, there we go. If you haven't noticed, I'm pretty hydrated today. It does smell like frankincense and myrrh in here, doesn't it? It does. It's, uh, it is a original herbal essence it is a what do we call these things incense we're burning incense this is a centering uplifting meditative scent uh and it is part of a shrine that's right we made a shrine it's many things it's good looking it's good smelling and it's for one heck of a good cause it's for carson wentz carson wentz to the colts and all the Philly takes went into the rearview mirror. We are not, this is a funeral of sorts for any Philly Carson takes, and we are on to Indianapolis, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we are big time on to Indianapolis. I'm gonna try to go as far as not talking about uh, the Eagles a lot until the draft. That would be terrific. I know you'd like that, so. Not only for me, but for the listeners. Talk about the candles here. I feel like maybe some people might extrapolate that there's more candles here than when I lit one for Nick Foles. Uh-oh. Are you saying you're a bigger Carson fan than you are a Nick fan? Well, some of the locker room banter and practical joke experts out there who have spent many moons in an NFL locker room could probably extrapolate. I count upwards of 15 candles here. Pull up the old shrine picture. I'm pretty sure Nick only had nine. That's kind of the magic number with Nick. Nine, 10. His jersey was a nine. His jersey was a nine. Carson, we figured we load him up with more candles. And here's the point. You don't light shrines for people when things are rosy. You light shrines for people when they're not the franchise quarterback coming off an MVP season. Hmm. We lit that shrine and we were close. We almost, ca that shrine almost catapulted us back in the Super Bowl. It was what had to be done, and this is what has to be done now for Carson Wentz. We're closing the door. We're turning the page. I love it. I love everything about this. Uh, first and foremost, the moratorium on Eagles talk, but uh, Carson, Carson, go out there, recapture 2017, 33 tutties, seven picks. Fire them up. 11-2 and two as a starter. Are you kidding me? 
We keep it going. Let, let, let's, let's make the playoffs. Let's make a deep run. Deep go, run. Go Carson. And a deep, healthy run because COVID in some capacity is going to be around this fall. So we busted out the uh, Dr. Fauci bobblehead to bless Carson and his biography. Tony's here. Gritty's here to say safe travels. Another thing you might notice is that Carson's biography is not actually a biography. It is a printed out picture of the covers of his multiple books. Birds of Prey. And? Soaring with the Eagles. The Eagles. So we've got two Carson biographies here um, represented. They're not the real biographies because he didn't send me one. Uh-oh. WIP is going to be running this one in the ground. Carson didn't send me a fucking autobiography. Nick gave me a real autobiography. Signed? Uh, no, he still hasn't signed it, asshole. Yeah. yeah, bad guy. So just try to imagine as you listen to this podcast, we're going to have Adam Lefko on. We're going to talk about the NBA. We're going to have a read roulette where we talk about unretiring numbers. We're going to talk about what else is in there. Oh, the Cowboy Carousel? We're going to talk about, about the, the new Space Hotel. There's a Space Hotel opening up in 27. Uh, Dan Campbell and Knowing When to Concede. We're going to talk about the... Yeah, we're, gonna talk about, we're talking about alphas. We know all about that, but we're going to be talking about all this stuff. And for the entire podcast, we're going we're gonna to light this shrine, okay? We're not going to speak of it unless Adam Lefko is like, why do you have 46 prayer candles from the gas station? Cowboy Reed, where'd you get these, these uh, prayer candles? El Amanecer. They had plenty of prayer candles. Damn, dude, you have you been to Spain? <laughs> you sound it just rolls off the tongue. So he's going to be wondering where we got all these candles, and we're going to have to maybe explain it briefly. But just know that as you're listening, smell the frankincense, smell the myrrh. Also, dude from Savannah, Georgia, a longtime listener, said to shout you out for shouting out Savannah, Georgia. For serious? Yeah, it's so that's of, two for two on the two mentioned last how week. How about that? We got dudes everywhere, and this and week girl, and girls and gals. D- does yours count? Because you did a funny bit about the copying thing, but does your West Virginia count? Yeah, sure. Okay, so we have, uh, what was that? Jamaica, Kingston. Kingston, West we Virginia. We had a Kingston, West Virginia, and a Fort Smith, Arkansas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holler back, folk. Holler back. Um, Karen Abdul-Jabbar, you seen her at I work? I have. Yeah, my lovely wife is, um, she's gone and got a little full of herself. She went viral. Um dunking a basketball on a five-foot hoop over a 10-year-old at ten fifteen at night we had some kids over uh we, as, as people do at ten fifteen at night <laughs> well they were for, some kids they were over. for a sleepover oh, it, was okay. the, it was the hagans oh okay it was our lovely uh friends the hagans family. yeah sure. uh biscuit was over we were sitting on the couch and a ball game broke out in the family room about ten fifteen. an hour and a half after bedtime and meg just flushes my namesake and christopher hagans yeah, real talk. Disrespectful. Well, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a poster because yeah. she took it strong to the hole. Maybe as, what we could get done is we could get one of these crypto uh, trading cards done of my lovely wife, Karen Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> and sell it online. She also took it hard to the rack on a trampoline. She did. We went to uh, Waylon, had a birthday this week, as you know. Well, Five, I, I, know na- I know now you know, but the, you missed it. It's no big deal. But I'm not a big birthday guy, so I'm not judging you. I didn't miss it, but what am I? I'm supposed to contact you, you to, to wish contact the me kid to, a happy birthday? Yeah, that's what I did when your daughter was born. Yeah, opposite of that. I, I FaceTimed you on the day she was born. Yeah, but I, I was going to like later that night when things settled down, I was going to be like happy birthday redacted. Hmm. So anyways, 
oh for five on wishing Waylon a happy birthday. Oh for five, my ass! I was the oh, first. Oh, so you just decided to miss this one? I was the first. I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. In fact, I'll get to that in one second. I was the first non-long to hold the young man you when were. he came into the you world. You sure were. You sure were. That was a that I said happy birthday Very to him that day. Very steady hands. Very steady hands. Thank you. I also liked a couple of uh, IG posts. Yeah. Speaking of IG, when we were celebrating the young man last week, and I noticed something, Chris, as I was going through and liking and viewing Karen Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. I've posted three times in the last year. Yeah, yeah. Got married, got a dog, yeah. had a kid. Chris Long, zero likes well, maybe the, on those three uh, posts. Maybe the algorithms buried your posts like Jimmy Hoffa. Megan Long, one like on those three posts. You know, Megan Long, you know, she, she might be in your algorithm. Long family, one out of six potential likes on three momentous IG posts okay. in the last year. We'll get back to you. I'm liking Waylon posts left and right. I'm liking Karen Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Karen Abdul-Jabbar, as good as as the athletic prowess displayed in the video, sure. that's, a, that's a 10 out of 10 caption. Sure, 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 sure. Did she take any offense to being a, a Karen? I know that's a- No, not at all, but I could imagine if she was a Karen, life is complicated right now. That stinks for Karens. Who I are, mean, it really does. I feel bad for most yes. Karens. I really do. I'm just going to say that. I, I think the Karen thing- it's 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 a very necessary thing to call out, but there are some real Karens out there who might be nice ladies. I think we just need to cycle through the name every couple. That's of years. why I'm trying to bring Karen back, the positive Karen. Yes, let's just reimagine um, what Karen can be. And in my wife's case, she can be an uber competitive, short person who likes dunking on kids and getting famous on the internet. She her fucking post went on overtime women's basketball. Hmm. Yeah, dude, 410,000 followers. Wow. Yeah, dude, big week for her. She's walking around, uh, you know, kind of kind of talking shit around the house and, and that sort of thing. Any talk of an extra step there on the first video? There is a lot of talk of an extra step. Okay. We'll get back to that. But she also, at jump, she, between the legs and... She did. She traveled for sure on that for one. For sure traveled. Yeah, she did go between the legs. And it's a trampoline, so... But still, Vince Carter... Yeah, for sure. She did a Vince Carter with a trampoline. I don't want to make this about me. I, I never would. But um, I couldn't do that because of the torn labrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So so all 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 respect due and given to... Shout out to uh, Karen Abdul-Jabbar. To Karen. She, she wouldn't come on the show today. Why not? Something to the effect of, you guys just want me to fill your B block because your show fucking sucks. <laughs> Well, you got moved to the less popular A block, Karen. We would have definitely had you in the C block, Karen. You got to work <laughs> your way into the B block, okay? Um, shit, wife alert. I don't know if she even listens to this podcast. Right. Housekeeping items. First things first, I have a pet peeve, and it has been boiling on the surface for years, but I got to come out and say it. Microwaves are doing too much. They're doing too much. Microwave should have one button at 30 seconds. Hmm. What do you need to microwave for less than 30 seconds? Butter? I think butter takes longer than 30 seconds. This is your corner. I want it to remain your corner. But I will say something potentially earth-shattering in that I have never used a microwave. Stop. Yeah. And I know I've eaten things out of a microwave, restaurants, certainly when I was a, a, a young child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe even my lovely wife 
has prepared foods using a microwave. I don't like how food tastes out of a microwave, so I don't I don't use the the microwave. I mostly just think about the head cancer. Yeah, but I, I'm not thinking about the taste is just fine to me. And well, but I, the I texture no, changes. I got no issue, and yeah, it does. But that's kind of the cost of keeping food an extra day. And I also learned a couple weeks ago you don't do leftovers. Yeah, never we, really have. We had to talk at home about that. Really? Yeah. Wife alert. Um, because now it's going to be a lot of leftovers, man. Well, that lasagna train was was pretty long. Grateful for it as well. Yeah. But I, I chose to eat that cold. I just think there's too many buttons on a microwave. That's all I'm saying. You know, how many times are you putting chicken in and you hit the chicken button? Is that even a button, Cowboy Reed? No, I don't think so. You know, there's various buttons. Pop, it's not just popcorn. It's they're, they're trying to get too fancy. Microwave, add 30 seconds, that's it. I'm not trying out. to be weird. I really don't even know the buttons. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I didn't have a microwave at previous joint. And at this joint, I I mean, I know where it is, but. Maybe um, we'll maybe we'll dive into this a little bit later. And when uh, when I uh, use that Holy Schmidt sourdough, I yeah, mean, yeah. That's, that's always in the oven. I yeah. said broil. Oh, you put it in the oven? In the oven. I put it in the toaster. Right. I don't have one of those either. Ooh, we got to talk about appliances, man. Okay. Okay. Are you worried about the set at all catching fire? No, I'm not worried about the set catching fire. Um, the angel of, let's see who this guy is. Oh, that looks like the Virgin Mary. Virgin Mary's got us. I don't think the Virgin Mary's going to let our set catch on fire. TG30 is a little close to, appears to be Jesus. You know what I there. like? You know what I like about this set? <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. You know what I like about this set is uh, Fauci blessing Carson. No doubt about it. Yeah, he's right over the autobiography if you can't see it at home, which you probably can't because it's a podcast. <laughs> he is uh, he is front row center in the flavor station. I tried to put the incense in his hand earlier. Oh, you're going to tell his, the people? Yeah, broke his thumb off, dude. I don't know if that's bad bad juju, isn't of it? Of course it is. That's bad juju Smith-Schuster. Like, I don't want to... I Well, I think you know it's coming, just the vid be take precautions please. okay i sure will let's get to uh adam lefko shall we we shall as we teased earlier we got adam lefko on we rarely do the nba here i haven't watched admittedly i mean over under on five minutes of the nba this year make for me way over for you Probably slightly over slightly under dude hmm. yeah i i uh, poked my head out to see if the knicks were really playing that good and then i was afraid that i was watching the knicks and i ducked who's in first place in the west uh no idea the lakers probably utah jazz oh i'll be damned yeah well lefko is going to be able to answer all these questions for us and more how you doing adam i feel like football players really start paying attention after the all-star break uh our guy sims used to tell me that the only reason that nfl players care about the final four is the national championship game is the last time you can smoke because it's usually one month later is training camp. Yeah. So Well, you know what? And the way that goes is they do have the testing. Uh, that period starts 420, which is, yeah, you're absolutely right. But you do get like a month before camp. Now they've changed the whole thing. Sidebar, I yeah, uh, hate nice. to go down that road. But uh, you, you do work a lot with Chris Sims, and I love his work. And Used he nails to. this quarterback me and him, stuff, Me and him were he? tied at the hip. We were, we were tied at the hip, so like – 
me and him, uh, early stages of Bleacher Report, we would do 30 videos a day. And it would be like, here are the three X factors for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And then we would like <laughs> stop down and be like, here's the three X factors for the New Orleans Saints. And so we ended up doing a podcast and stuff. And for about two years there, it felt like we were yelling into the void. Mm-hmm. And we were like, no one is listening to mm. us. But Sims has told everybody that Blake Bortles was not as good as Derek Carr. And he was completely right about like all these other guys. And then he went on Levitard to do like his quarterback rankings list. And that's when people started really paying attention. And now he's all big time on, on NBC. But he, there are a lot of positions that I don't trust him on. But when he is talking about who has a chance to be special at the quarterback position, I have not seen him miss. Yeah, and I can't say that about a lot of guys. Because I saw his little highlight tape that he put up. I don't know if I sent this to you, Mike, but like he was right about Lamar. He was right about Darnold, at least in this circumstance. Which what I took away was, guy's good. He's not going to be good enough to transcend a poor organization that's not doing a great job and surrounding him with talent and such. And that's still kind of the jury's still out on him. But we know that he's not that good. Um, some others that he hit on. What do you remember? He well, he had Josh Allen Josh over Allen, all of one. those guys. Uh, I, I have a, a Facebook video from 2016 where he's showing me Patrick Mahomes and I'm, and I'm doing what all the media was doing, which was, yeah, but he went to Texas Tech, Chris. Mm-hmm. Like, the, none of these numbers are real. And he goes, he's, he's Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. This kid is Brett Favre. And he was the only one. I, that's part of the reason why me and Sims have a good relationship with Mahomes is we saw him at the Super Bowl that, that next year. So he had played one game because he was behind Alex Smith. And Pat was like, Hey, you guys were like really talking positive about me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, like we see it. And so uh, I wish I could have bought stock in Mahomes that early. But um, Sims is really good. The media loves to look at analytics and I get it. Yeah. But Sims is very good at going, hey, this guy is bigger and stronger. And in the NFL, that does matter. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we have a tendency to like, yeah, but what about his short area accuracy? And Sims is like, <laughs> Josh Allen is a freak. Like <laughs> he's going to be special. And I think sometimes you have to have some people that are often deemed Neanderthals, mm-hmm. but really it's simple facts. I do think it's the counterbalance, yeah. man. Exactly what you're talking totally. about. Like they have to marry up and, 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 and uh, go hand in hand. Like I analytics are valuable, but you can't just look at the sheet of paper. And I mean, it sounds obvious, but you what need DK Metcalf's three cone. What yeah, about a short, I, like get out of here. I'm good on the three cone. I've seen yeah. him play football. Has there ever been anybody that, you know, like you guys got the, Hey, attaboy from Pat Mahomes. Have you Patrick Mahomes, excuse me again. I know I'm playing with fucking fire. Wow. Um, has there any, been anybody who like remembered a shitty take you had on them and called you out in person? Uh, okay. Well, we were very uh, aggressive towards Blake Bortles. Um, <laughs> he came up twice already. <laughs> yeah. It was like our thing because the thing with Simmons was like, he's the 70th best quarterback in the NFL. And I, I became the hype man where I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, he stinks. And then I heard somebody like texted me at a party and they were like, hey, just so you know, like somebody brought your name up and Bortles was there. And he was like, fuck that guy. If I ever <laughs> see him. And I was like, oh, no, because like I'm usually like, hey, it's great to see everybody. Um, it and is tough, I, got, I got a little carried away because at some point you've said something that somebody wouldn't like. And I know it's going to happen to me at some point with oh. a, a player 
especially because players get extra mad if it's a former player, and I try to be as fair as I can, but there will always be something. I would have perceived any bit as a slight. What, Make You got in your feelings once, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was gratuitous. You've never heard me say anything this gratuitous. And me and Kurt are fine. Like I, This doesn't even register on his radar screen because he's a Hall of Famer. But the year I was top 100, when I was in St. Louis, it was like, and making it like another sob story, accolades are hard to come by when you're on a shitty team. So I made top 100, and that was like, oh, cool. Kurt Warner, former St. Louis Ram up there on NFL Network. Anybody have anything else before we go to break? Uh, Yeah, I got something. Chris Long isn't even a top 15 defensive end, let alone a top 100 player. I got 13 sacks. I'm four in the league. First off, I just want to make myself crystal clear because you know me. Like, I don't spend much time on that thing. Like, we haven't talked about it in, you know, seven years or whatever it was. Like, Kurt and I have seen each other at many functions, including like man of the year stuff, big hug, good to see Kurt. I thought that one thing was some gratuitous bullshit. And I'd tell him if he asked me about it. We were talking about your tequila drinking uh, escapades with Emmett Smith, which your job's pretty cool. Uh, we had a night where we all met up in a bar after the uh, NCAA championship, and Chuck was there. Keyword after, because nothing was open. I think we were yes. able to imbibe in large part because of Chuck. Because of Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley we had that. Minnesota. He was like, Minnesota. One it more was, round. The Hyatt. The Hyatt. Jay Billis was there. Lefko was there. We we. It was such a hazy night. We were like, I think we were at that bar. I think you were at that bar, but... Uh, the whole gang was there. And by the way, Danny Amendola was there, who Lefko mentioned and owes us a tattoo. We bet on the game. We didn't right. bet money. Um, he was supposed to have a V-Saber tattooed somewhere on his ass. You put that bevel. and Wes Welker were so <laughs> excited for Texas Tech. Exactly. Um, that, was the fir- that was the first time I realized the, the magnetism of Charles Barkley at a bar, where... I, I was sitting there and it started off, it was like me, him, and then like Ernie and Stanford, Steve. And my fiance looked at me and she's like, I'm going to go to bed. This seems like a dude conversation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I appreciate you. And <laughs> because I was facing, conversation. Oh, because I was facing Chuck, I didn't realize that like 60 people had come in behind me exactly. and he just has this energy where he, and he can, like, you know, a waiter will come over and be like, hey, sorry to bother you. And he's like, then why are you bothering me there? And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, oh, and he's just, he, he just attracts humans. I've like yeah. never seen it. <laughs> and everybody does laugh like that. If you're Charles oh. Barkley and granted, everything he says is fucking funny to me pretty much. But like, you're going to get a reaction no matter what. Oh, yeah. And it must be cool as shit to be Charles Barkley. All these little people. Yeah, but you're just right. Laughing. He must have a skewed sense of how funny he is. But <laughs> it's he is be really tough. funny. It's got to be yeah. tough because he is funny. Emmett Smith, uh, you had him on and you were drinking tequila and you asked him what? Okay, well, let me give you my full provenance history with Emmett Smith because it does involve you slightly. Three years ago, you guys are in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and uh, he comes up and the, the Super Bowl radio row is in Mall of America and it was full of Eagles fans. And he was getting booed everywhere he went. And think he's working for like K jewelers or something. And he's going like spot to spot to spot. And he's doing that whole thing. And he's getting booed. And so he comes over and I'm like, I'm Eagles fan. So I'm, I'm so in his face too. And I'm like, I'm like, do you know how annoying we're going to be when we win this Super Bowl and we rub it in your face and you haven't been in the playoffs in like 20 years. He went on a six minute rant 
just attacking me. I was like, that's my dad over there. He's like, your dad's a loser too. <laughs> like, and I, and like, it got real, I was sweating. It got intense. It was like so, Bill Burr talking about uh, all the bridges and Harold Carmi Carmichael. He's like, you're racist city. Just hitting you know, everybody in the city over yeah. the head. Um, and so then the next year or like two years later, he's on Radio Rogue and I'm like, oh no, is he going to remember me? Like I'm nervous. And so in Miami last year, he came up and he was sponsored by Eridora Tequila. And luckily he forgot everything. Mm -hmm. And I made him take a shot before every question. I was like, I'll do it with you. And because it's Radio Row, like who cares? And people are drunk start, from the night before, if not. Exactly. Everyone's wearing sunglasses. And he said that Dak should take less money. And the next day it was on like all the ESPN tickers and it's all over there. And I'm like, none of them know that we were drinking tequila before every answer. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you're allowed to run with that. And so this year I knew that he had tequila again. And so they sent me a bottle and we're doing it again. And I'm like, he forgets me again. Like, I'm just going to keep doing this gag. Three years running. Yeah, it's amazing. And I told him, I said, Emmett, you need to make this instead of comedians in cars getting coffee, it should be Emmett Smith drinking tequila and just talking. And he looks at the producer and he goes, that's genius. And he's like, <laughs> we need to do this. And so I said, you know, if you could have anybody at a table, who would you have? And he's like, Maya Angelou. And he's, and he's like, Martin Luther King. And then he goes, John F. Kennedy. And I'm like, what the heck would you ask him? And he goes, who shot you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's totally going to know that answer. I mean, what number was question ass. was this? I mean, at that point, as an interviewer, I'm just going, how weird can I get with Emmett? Oh, yeah. Like at that point, I'm like, he he's lost his filter. He thinks like he's doing all these little interviews. So he thinks he's the man. And uh -huh. everyone's had to talk to him. I was like, let's see how weird we'll get with him right oh, now. Oh, you got him. Yeah, that you was You got yeah, him because JFK is an awkward fucking answer uh, <laughs> considering the follow-up question. All right, Adam. What the hell is going on in the NBA? And keep in mind, I'm a Knicks fan. Should I feel comfortable poking my head out and watching the Knicks? Uh, before last game, it was the best start through 35 games since 2012. I think the fact that <laughs> Thibodeau is doing exactly what everyone thought he was, which is they're going to actually play hard, and it's not this – what it's been the last few years was like a combination of power forwards that you're like, this doesn't even make sense. Right. Um, as a Knicks fan, you should be excited about Emmanuel quickly. Uh, he's just, he looks like a really future uh, possibility there at guard uh, out of Kentucky. Uh, Julius Randall is having easily the best season of his career uh, and rightfully so an all-star. The East is such a jumbled mess that when they fired, that when the Hawks fired their coach and they were in 11th, they were three and a half games back of fourth. So that's, and, and don't forget, because I know you're not that into basketball, there's a play-in tournament this year. So you don't even have to be eighth. You can be 11th. Oh, so doing the play-in thing again. Yes. I love the yes. play-in thing. You like the play-in thing or no? Yeah, it gives, it gives, what I'm curious about is how it's going to impact free agency. Right. Because you know, there's a lot more teams that think they have a chance. And so right. will there be a lot of sellers when there's a lot of teams that think they can make it? Um, if I was going to sum up the NBA to you in a few sentences, it would be, we started the year going, it's the Lakers championship or bust. Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis got hurt and everybody went, oh, this is open. The two biggest MVP candidates are Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid in a year, in an era where it's all about three-point shooting. 
Um, Utah has the best record in the West and the NBA, but nobody really trusts them. And the Nets are the scariest team because you have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. And in the playoffs, any of them can drop 50 on your face. So a lot of questions still, but it's it feels more open because the Lakers suddenly look vulnerable. Are the Jazz like the Steelers last year where you knew it was going to come crashing down or just they're going to be pretty good, competitive, they'll probably lose in the second round? The Jazz are like a supercharged version of what the Bengals were, were those years where yeah. you're like, nobody cares what you do in the regular season. You keep losing in the first round of the playoffs. And until you prove us otherwise, I'm not taking you seriously. The They're Red a lot Rocket like era. what the Raptors were. The Red Rocket era. Yeah, and I'm looking here and the Suns are really good. I'm sure Devin Booker has something to do with that. Yeah, he's probably right. playing real well. The Clippers. Chris Paul's been huge. The Lakers. Yep. The Blazers. My man, uh, Damian Lillard, he needs to get out of there at some point, doesn't he? I don't think so. I well, and, I, and what I mean by I don't think so is he is so loyal. I know that, and he has made so many comments about he doesn't believe in like ring chasing, and yeah. he really wants to bring one to Portland. That I I look, do he might have one of those like Gary Payton, Carl uh, Malone end of his career type of stints. Yeah, um, but it, to me, it seems like he never wants to leave. Yeah, I saw that thing about ring chasing, and I, I, you know, a thing or two about. I do, I do, I, I love that. Ain't up nothing to you. wrong with it. God there's nothing, bless well, you. Well, there's especially nothing wrong to wrong with it in the NFL, where I feel like it's just a crapshoot, anyways. All that happened was I was this tremendous handicapper two years in a row. But in basketball, I totally see the point. Like some guys are going to be like, "Man, if I go join the Lakers next year, you know, I'm not going to be able to be." thought of as the guy or people will look at that championship and say and we don't know because like this is totally uncharted territory in 10 15 years we don't know what history is going to say about like a conglomeration just, of well i say this imagine playing your entire career chris with the rams right and never knowing what it's like to win it all i thought about and that the re <laughs> and the rest of your life having to answer that question right and and for me our generation we grew up with jordan and where you're measured by your success in the championships right and i see no problem you know like i've always equated it to if there's a five on five game going on pick up and one team is destroying people and one guy goes i gotta go pick up my daughter and they look at me on the sideline and they're like you want to join in what am I going to say? Nah, I'd rather win it the the, right. the real way mm -hmm. with my team. No, like I want to play good basketball. I want to play good football. Like, um, I I it's weird that all we do is talk about and and like we said, the guys that win a Super Bowl have a better chance of getting media jobs after their career is. That's over. true. Look at us. And so, we got our you. own podcast. Yeah, like most and white so, males. In I don't know 30s. why we we reward it and then we also bad mouth it. Uh, Aren't, aren't all players ring chasing? I mean, definitely. It's, it's of course you want to win. And of course, if you're a free agent, you should put yourself in the best. People badmouth bad mouth J.J. Watt because he chose the money. Well, the other way, you're ring chasing. And I think that I think really the dichotomy in the NBA and the NFL is just the size of the rosters. One move can be a seismic shift in the, in totally. the NBA where it's going to be really hard outside a quarterback um, to make a move in the NFL that could change everything. 
In fact, there's so few. I mean, you look at like Brady. We just looked at this happening with Brady. The last guy, uh, and I think I forgot somebody from the last 10 or 12 years, but there was Peyton Manning, who was mm -hmm. kind of like a late career free agency shift because he jacked mm -hmm. his neck up in Indy, but he didn't really win that Super Bowl. The defense was the the leading role. The Bucks also had a top five defense as well as Tom Brady played. So like, it's just really rare that you're you're just going to pull a guy from another team and change the trajectory of your franchise. And in the NBA- The only thing that I noticed, and I'm curious what you think about this, is it seems like what Peyton and Tom did beyond their contributions, because I think Tom has a lot more left in the tank than Peyton did, even though those first few years in Denver, I mean, he was like, what, 5,000 yards, 50 yeah, he was touchdowns, all that with Wes Welker and yeah. Demarius Thomas. But when the quarterback- is a hall of famer the pressure it puts on everybody else and also their level of discipline right that you know i always thought with Jameis, even when he didn't do something wrong like even if mike evans did run the wrong route everybody it was it was like a, a get out of jail free card it was probably Jameis's fault yeah and so like the level of responsibility everybody else was so low and then tom gets there and you're like i can't waste his time you know, Peyton Manning, I can't waste his time. Like the way Von Miller talks about Peyton Manning, it's like it's his godfather. Like he's he's obsessed with the guy. You're right. It, it's totally one of those things. And you could see what we talked about on this show a lot was through the year how dudes seem to at first not get it, um, what it took. And then by the end of the season, it was they were like appreciative of that guy's presence, even though he wasn't even the best player on the team. Just having that glue kind of guy that's been there, done that, that makes a big difference. It's like the movie Whiplash. Like the movie Whiplash. We, our boy Miles Teller, friend of the program. Oh, that dude gets down. He does get down. He's an Eagles fan. Big so, Eagles fan. I saw him at the Lake Tahoe uh, celebrity tournament, and I was with Kelsey at the time, Travis, and we were on the lake, and we look over, and there's this dude just grooving, like dancing on this boat and the boat's going fast. I'm like, that guy's nuts. And we get closer and it's like Miles Teller. That guy's in and finance like, or Phillies! something. <laughs> no, he's yeah. a big Eagles fan, bro. I, lo I love Miles Teller. The dunk contest is one of the things that everybody looks forward to uh, hmm. or increasing, increasingly less. When I was a kid, people looked forward to. Oof. We've gotten to Alex Caruso turning it down uh, so he can play golf. Uh, is what I read. That's not a good thing when you got white guys turning down the dunk contest because they want to go play golf. Alex Caruso, a ton of respect for that cat, but we've come to that. Can you fix it? Well, I think that, like you were saying, I think this is a special circumstance. I think that, you know, these people haven't had any time off um, and uh, they also only had like six weeks in between seasons. Right. And I think that you're going... Hey, not only that, it's at halftime, and uh, a lot of these guys, it's not a, it's not as much fanfare. Like normally, like they they practice for months and they get their repertoire for months, and a lot of a lot of the events this weekend seem more to be like, hey, can you do this? Right. Uh, so I don't think the dunk contest has a problem. I think last year alone, it was you know Zach Levine and uh, or not Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon was back in it. Derek Jones Jr. That's where D Wade gave the nine, and it was like a big deal. Um, yeah, are love people to like legit guys. mad at him about that? Yeah, Fan, Still. they're fans. Yeah, because oh, you you gave it over to to your teammate, your former Miami Heat guy, and 
Oh, I, he, me, him and Candace were all in a group chat and Candace gave a nine also. And they were just, I was like, how bad is it? And they were just sending me like death threat, like tweets and all that. And it's over, over a dunk. I'm just telling you, if you'd have fucking tweeted, I don't think, I think D Wade had a point. You'd have thought you'd have yelled fire in a theater or tweeted about something political that you weren't supposed to say. You know who else gave a nine? Who? Black Panther. Chadwick. He was on that. He was on that dunk contest. Really? Everyone always focuses on Dwayne Wade. And I'm like, yeah, well, listen, nobody was going to get upset at Black Panther. Oh, D Wade, Wade, if he'd have thrown him under the bus, Chadwick Boseman, God rest his soul, would have been like, you fucking asshole. Uh, I thought I snuck. Like, he's looking at all the D Wade memes like, uh, I'm not going to tell this backstory ever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But this is why I love Shaq. Shaq's the kind of guy that... Uh, let's say I, I'm doing a segment. I did th- this happened. I'm announcing the all-star reserves and I go, Zion Williamson leads the NFL and points in the paint. And I didn't even realize I said NFL instead of NBA. And so like the new Orleans Pelicans tweeted out like, wow, Zion's so great. Does it he all. can even do this in the, in the NFL. And I was like, oh, great. My misstep, my mess up. And like Shaq will look at me like a dad and he'll go, don't ever listen to those people. They're normal people. You're special. And I'm like, thanks. Like, I appreciate it. When Wade and, and Candace came back and the producers and everybody's like, it's going to be okay. Shaq was like, screw them. You made it more entertaining. You should be proud of yourselves. <laughs> and like that's Shaq. Shaq's like, never, don't listen to any of the haters ever. Do you know, do you know that uh, I went and saw it? Well, you don't know this because we've never really spoken at length. Uh, I saw Shaq in 1998 in, in Montana at the state fair in concert. Yeah, I got the tickets. I found them. That I kept was going through weirder. an old shoebox. Every, every, every little sentence there. Yeah, well, Montana <laughs> is not really the, the logical end for I went to a Shaq concert. He was DJing? Huh? No, he was fucking rapping. He was emceeing. This was Shaq. Uh, what was his name back then? Shaq Diesel? Shaq Fu? I'm also reading Perlman's book. It's very entertaining as well. I don't know if you've ever talked to him about Perlman's book. The, the one thing that I appreciate about Shaq is everything is about the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So when he did a rap album, it wasn't, I want to be a rapper. It was, how can I put myself on a rap song with all of my favorite rappers? Mm. And so he's on a song with Biggie. He's on a song with like Wu-Tang. And it was mainly like, let me use my fame and this idea because I did like one song to like for the rest of time be able to say I shared a song with Biggie. Oh fuck yeah! And like, and that's how Shaq thinks. He's like, oh, I really like using this Ring uh, product uh, as a, as a video on my door. How do I own part of that company? And uh, he just he's always thinking at thirty thousand. So one day his back was jacked up. He had spasms. And, Icy hot. And he was like, cha ching, and you know, yeah. uh, some of the greatest commercials of all time. Explain us this Top Shot thing before we let you okay. go. Because we have no idea what we're talking about in that area of the world. Cryptocurrency and such make you? Nothing. So we're going through a boom right now with these things called non-fungible tokens, also known as NFTs. You have musicians. Kings of Leon is actually going to release an album solely as an NFT. Uh, We see Logan Paul released some NFTs of him and they sold wildly. Um, what, what a lot of people are seeing, if I'm going to like try and zoom out, just explain the whole thing is this digital world is being created right now. Some refer to it as the metaverse. 
And so really the only thing that's living there right now is art. Right. And if you're into collectibles or investing with anything in general, whatever is made first usually is the one that maintains its value in the long run because it's the first copy. It's the rookie card. It's the like, oh, this is the first Van Gogh or the first Picasso. It always holds more weight. And so you have a lot of people dashing in to go first. Top Shot is a digital moment. It is an NFT. And the, the key is NFT stands for non-fungible token. Fungible means it can be changed. If you have a dollar bill and I have a dollar bill, we can exchange them and that does not, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. Right. But in a non-fungible token, you have an item and I have an item and they are distinctly different items. These top shots, if you want to use as the, the sports card analogy, they come in packs. You can collect them. You don't know what you're going to get when you open them. You can trade them. You can invest in them, all that stuff. And they they come with like serial numbers. So the very rare ones are out of 49. The much like common cards, some of the other ones are out of like 15,000. And a lot like cards, the ones that are LeBron or Steph Curry are going to be a lot more valuable than the other ones. I would say this. As someone that got really deep into cards right when quarantine hit, and I have done very well for myself in that, Yeah, I think a lot of people are afraid of the stock market, especially after what happened with GameStop, where they're going, this doesn't seem like a system that's going to reward me, and I feel like I'm always up against it. And because whether it's stimulus money or people aren't spending as much money because they're not going on vacations or they're not buying sneakers, all that... A lot of people have disposable incomes and they're looking for alternative investments. Right. Tickets have gone up. Cards have gone up. Memorabilia has gone up. Paintings, things like Rally Road, where you get a piece of an investment. This is hitting the digital world where people are going, we're going to a digital world as it is. Why not get a piece in it? Right. Um, do you play 2K or FIFA at all? We we played both quite a bit. We've been off because okay. we had a bunch of sex and had kids. I get it. Hey, listen, I haven't. My fiance will not let me have video games because she. That's not. And I get it. I'm, I would be too distracted. You need Come us on. to represent you in this in this household dispute. Uh, well, no, my life got inherently better when I stopped playing video games. Really, I was a I was a one man band news reporter in Hastings, Nebraska, and I would come home after every newscast, and I'd be like, "I'm just going to play Madden." I was I was I was a top 100 worldwide Madden. No, long. yes, That's and you walked away. You're Barry Sanders because I realized if I just keep coming home and playing Madden until 4 a.m. You're I'm going to be living here the rest of my damn life. You, no. you couldn't, there was no, it wasn't like now. This was back when my, my, the best I could do was get on that ESPN show where they put you on a bus driving around the country playing Madden on like, listen, man, they, they, you, you're like the people that sold their house in Brooklyn like 20 <laughs> years ago or something. You totally <laughs> missed the boat because you're right. You're right. You, di you just didn't realize how close you were. That's a top, yeah. a top 100 Madden player. Yeah, That's pretty was, damn impressive. So I'm on I the have, site I, right now, nbatopshot.com. Yeah, you mean to tell me I can get an Enos Cantor for, let's see. Enos. $699. He's so, just playing defense Chris, here. 
Chris, this is my, this is the re I think it's important with all this stuff. Everyone loves to come on and be like, every time you buy something, it goes up. That's not how this world mm. works. And so what really scares me is uh, I have a friend, Chris Vernon works over at the ringer and I got him on a top shot like a month and a half ago. He got a few moments for 20 bucks that are now going for thousands of dollars Damn. at the same point. He had some random ones and then one was like an Alec Burks and he listed it for like 60 bucks and it sold within two seconds. And in my opinion, people that really it. scares me. It scares me because I'm sitting there going, who actually wants to collect Alec Burks moments? <laughs> LeBron, I get Luca, I get, but like Enos Cantor, Enos Cantor, you Enos Cantor, you um, definitely I don't get. get, I don't get <laughs> actually <laughs> go ahead. I've always really liked Ennis Cantor. Really? Oh, yeah. And you got his name right, too. Let me guess. We got it wrong. It's not Enos. No, it's I Ennis. think it's Enos. I think it's Enos. No, you think it's Ennis, Ennis because you think that it's more respectful, but you don't know if that's real or not. Yeah, it might just be exactly how you think it is. Yeah, because you just think Enos is one letter away from embarrassing, <laughs> and that might just be the name of his, his original name. Enos. Ennis. It is Enos, isn't it? So tell me, Enos so, Cantor. So tell me this: I'm looking at this uh, Jimmy Butler, okay? And okay. these are going to be expensive. I saw Cam Reddish. Well, not the name. layup series, okay? So, so what are the two numbers? Lowest price one sixty four, highest price quarter mil. What does that mean? So the one thing I learned when I got in a sports card is just because you're listing something for a lot does not mean that it's actually worth that much. So what you really want to do is scroll to the bottom where you can see what they've been selling for, mm. because that's the true mark of value. It's not what people are asking for. When I first got into sports cards, I went on the eBay and I typed in NFL cards and the most expensive one was a Sean Mannion card listed for a million dollars. And I went timeout and I realized this guy is just putting it up there as a, as a joke. Uh, and so the true market value Mannion. is what they're selling for. That's amazing. Sean Mannion was was a big baller in the trading card circle. Okay, Oregon, so I'm looking Oregon at top State. sale, 3200 and then there's like a big cliff from 2500 down to like 160 So there's a bunch of 160s. Now, what, what serial number is the 3200 one? Uh, serial, number six. Okay, I had to scroll over. The lower serial numbers will always go for more. Again, it goes back to it's better to be one of the first minted than one of the last minted. Now, the the value that's always going to go for the most is if it's the jersey number of the player. Ooh. Enos Cantor, what number is he? Great question. <laughs> We're going to go find out. Hey, super fan making. This is where you're supposed to show your fandom. What's his number? I was going to say, I saw Cam Reddish here, and I, I as I look closer there are a bunch of assists and steals because i don't think cam reddish has made a not made a lot of scoring bucket yet in not Atlanta. a lot of scoring not no. a lot of scoring so how many yeah. you've said this but how many how many exists of one of these NFTs? so it should say it on the moment okay. so that's the thing is uh i was a part of two bigger purchases that's what i did before we let you go you got to tell us about your big purchase yeah, so I think it's important in all this space to to disclose what you have so we're not all just up here pumping and dumping. Um, I own two really small moments that are like nothing. It's like uh, Malik B. I just got in a pack and I just haven't done anything with right. it. Uh, I, I was in a group chat with a bunch of like DFS and really smart venture capitalists. And they were like, hey, we're going in on one of these, which is a John Morant dunk over Aaron Baines, which I loved because I was like, that's a true moment. It was like John Morant's coming out party. Yeah. And in terms of serial number, it was number one. 
So we talked about it. Like in my mind, if this thing continues, I want it to have, and, and I think that was a $35,000 purchase. And I had a, a small percentage in that. Ooh. And when I say small, like these guys are really carrying me. Yes. I'm just in there to talk about it. Yeah. But you then, know, it's good. It's good for business because like, that's the way I heard about this stuff through you. And of course I'm a week late. Right. I know all the fucking shows did this last week, but maybe our listeners didn't know. Yeah. Ooh. And then the other one I was a part of was that really big LeBron uh, for 208. Um, it's a beautiful And again, one. I had a, a very small percentage in that. But the reason that the group and, and myself, Top Shot Traders, uh, the reason we went for it was this is LeBron's first one, his first real big limited moment. There's only 49 of them. Um, and I think it's important if you really believe in this. And I think that the NBA believes in this. And that's the reason I'm really interested. Right. Like Mark Cuban said last week, he expects NFTs in which Top Shot is a leader to be the third largest stream of revenue for the NBA in 10 years. Mm. And so if I, if I think that in a pandemic, there's a league that's having an all-star game in Atlanta because right. they need to get this broadcasting rights money and they're up against it, that in the middle of thin air, here comes a revenue stream that they don't have to do any extra work for. And if anything, it promotes their, their sport and they're the first sport with their own cryptocurrency. Like I think the NBA will market this. So, um, are we going holograms next? What do you mean? Oh, well, I think that would call, that would be sick. Like you, you, your, your house, you're throwing a house party. Oh, come into my theater room. I have a hologram of LeBron dunking over some European guy and it's actual size, actual speed. I talked to the founder of, of Top Shot today for my podcast, The Lufko Show. It's going to come out next week. And one of the things I asked him was, it's really hard to display these things. Mm-hmm. He said, well, we've already built into the code of each moment the ability for VR and AR. And so whether it's Oculus, uh, I know Google Glass is coming out soon and they're going to be retooling that. There is going to be a way where you hold your phone and all of a sudden it's displayed like that. Ooh. He also took it to a whole nother perspective where he goes, why don't we give out NFTs instead of tickets to games? And what happens if your top shot collection, when you walk in and they scan it and they go, this is Chris Long is one of the greatest collectors of New York Knicks top shot moments. You can actually come into our VIP section. Wow. And so how can digital assets impact our our actual physical world and and sh- and find a way to almost act as like an nba currency and that's then you start getting into conversations that are much more than i got a video clip damn that's you know cool. what i mean that's cool adam lefko man appreciate you i really want to get you back on another time we do a home and home you holler at me anytime dude deal nba Want to make some? You, we want to print some money. Player strains. Weed. Just think about that. Like if Carl Malone still played, mailman OG. You can only buy it at team shops. Printing money, dude. Scotty Burrell. Bitch, please. Bitch, please. <laughs> Bitch, please. OG. Chris Mullen. Flat top OG. Yeah, dude. You, I could go for days. That left shrimp. What was his name? What was his... Uh... I don't know that he had one. He was kind of just Debt Left Shrimp. How about Band of Horses had a... had a, Which is a band, has a song called Debt Left Shrimp. 
Huh. Yeah, and Pearl Jam was originally supposed to be Mookie Blaylock. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. It didn't stick like Pearl Jam. Yeah, and like the taller you are, it's good because you're higher. Short guys are going to have trouble selling drugs. Muggsy. Sorry, dude. Sell t-shirts or something. Leave this to uh, the minute bowls of the world. Bobo. Got to have your head in the clouds. This can be our corner, unlike, not unlike Groundhog Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me a fact. Bro. You were going to try to Oh, get... you want a fact? Yeah, I'd love a groundhog okay. fact. The groundhog is also known as a woodchuck, whistle pig, and a land beaver. <laughs> groundhog is a better name for the animal than woodchuck, as despite the children's rhyme, they're not very adept at moving wood. Yeah, that would be confusing. Um, because of their preference for open areas, the groundhog population probably benefited from the forest clearing that occurred after European settlers arrived in North America and spread across the continent. There are likely more groundhogs in America now, Chris, than before Columbus landed. They're like the anti-buffaloes. Used to be herds of buffalo miles wide. You could see them from a space shuttle, I'm pretty sure somebody said. Where are they now? Uh, well, their grandkids are much, much fewer. That than, stinks. Uh, yeah. I asked where, where I can find them. Oh, Montana. Okay. Places like that. You see them when you go out there? I've seen a few. That's awesome. Legit cool animal to see. We're coming up on 2222. Nice thing about that. Yeah, 2220. Oh my God. Groundhog Day. I like how you, you've, you've done drugs now, so you're surprised by that, even though we've talked about it at other times when you've also been doing drugs. <laughs> well... Maybe I was producing a show. I don't know. Uh, you know, you got this new segment you want to do. Best and worst. Best and worst of the week. I think we shortened it to best and worst. I like that. It's, it's fucking money. All we got to do is think of the best part of our week, the worst part of our week. Probably hasn't been done. Best and worst. You want to go? I want to go. I think you want to go. I directed traffic on a major highway for, let's call it a broken down tractor trailer, and I got what amounts to a commendation from the Albemarle County Police Department. Really? They roll up and they were like, yo, well done by you because there were high speeds, there were curves, I was having to stop traffic, have other people go around. I'm basically a hero, lifesaver. I, I likely saved lives. And the cop was like, hey, big ups. And that was the best part of my week. Life, life saving. Put you up there with all the other heroes, huh? Yeah, yeah. Worst part, these phones are too damn big. New phone, heavy and big. I can't, I can't maneuver it. You feel me? No, I kind of feel you. iPhone 12 Pro, no big deal. And look, I've got it all widgeted it up. Is that what widget means? Yeah, so I've got like four big guys, and then I've got four folders full of Damn, apps. dog, you can widget your shit like that? Yeah, and then I got weather widget, pod widget, natch, and then a big old calendar widget. But the worst part of my week is that this thing is going to give me arthritis because it's too big. It, it's, it's two hands at all times. I look like a, I look like a grade schooler with my, with my phone. Worst part of my week, despite it being new and fun and holding all my old uh, photos and voicemails and contacts, which I always get scared about. You want to hear what was great about my week? Yeah, best of your week. Candles, bro. Mm. candles fucking candles i'm about i brought one in for you this is called um an ernesto candle from a sire trivden sire trivden sire trivden the ernesto candle i'm gonna light this 
you have any concerns that I won't be able to really smell it, given that we have 14 other candles lit? Well, let's we can, we can put the shrine out. Let's oh, put the shrine out. Okay. I think Carson's good. I think his uh, spirit has moved on to Indianapolis. Sire Trudon. Uh, Ernesto, I'm going to tell you what you're smelling right now. It's an expensive candle, I'll, I'll, I'll admit. But, you know, people waste $110 on all types of shit. I was going to say $120. It's a $110 candle. But this is the bougiest thing I do. I, I'm into candles, man. And I, uh, I replaced this thing's about to be out. You can see that right here. Look, the wax down to the bottom. I put it in my backpack today. The wax actually fell out. Like wax was in my backpack. Um, so it's down to the nub, so to speak. I ordered like six new Ernesto. Well, no. Oh, I can do the math on that. Yeah, I ordered a lot of candles. Because Lord us. knows you can buy a fucking trading card for three hundred thousand dollars and they'll write an article about you. I want to spend five hundred dollars on candles. I got to go fuck myself. Some <laughs> class warfare thing. Some of us like to pay rent and utilities. And well, it's not a secret that I rush the passer for a living for a while. So every once in a while, I'm going to spend money on good weed and good candles. Hey, as you should. You earn that. Exactly. Some people are out here buying fucking LeBron James dunks. Just watching him teabag a European guy in perpetuity. Got a mortgage on that thing. Now, I'm not knocking that, but I like my fucking candles, dude. This smells like the fierce and partisan overtones of leather and tobacco. Metal with the panelings waxen silence. It is a pretty quiet candle, too. Mm, in the tobacco. Cool, in the cool dimness, fawn grimaces shimmer along with the smoke of cigars and the barrels of guns. How uh, long would you say it takes you to get down to that there nub? This motherfucker took me a couple years, but I wasn't burning it enough. So It smells good. Yeah, doesn't it smell good? Yeah, con confirmation. Yeah, hell yeah, it smells good. I got some snacks for us for from the, uh, these are jumbo donuts. These are glazed strawberry flavored. Do you want some? No, thanks. You sure? Yeah. Let's get to read roulette, shall we? Oh, love Cowboy Carousel. Can I tell Let's you something about these donuts here, though? I got another flavor as well. These are the crunch kind. You know these. No. The crunch kind are one of the most underrated like pastry snacks in human history. Reed, do you know these? Nope. You really don't know these? Like, they're the, you, you have the chocolate donuts. You know those? Uh, I'm a healthy eater. Megan and I eat healthy. We have you healthy. ever walked through an aisle in a convenience store? I, actually, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't. You don't know what a white frosty donut looks like. White frosty? Do you mean powder sugar? Powder? Yeah, okay, so you do evidently. You're here, you are correcting me. You never heard of the fucking things. Well, All of a sudden, you fucking wrote the Declaration of Independence on donuts. Remember that white bag with the orange lettering? That's, that was the best brand of, of, of powdered sugar donuts. I'm sure it was, but I'm telling you about these right here. This is America's number one donut. Uh, these are the Crunch brand. They're more like the cake donut with the... Would you like one? Just have one. Fuck no. no. Why, dude? I don't... Seriously, I that would ruin my night. I don't you, want... One donut's going to ruin your night. Yes. I will not be eating that. Couldn't even hear the crunch. That's the best part about it. It's a silent crunch. Okay. Are we going to start this read roulette or what, man? In the A block... You guys talked about microwaves and needing to put a pump on the microwave. What other appliances <laughs> could you do without? Are we putting a penis pump on a microwave? <laughs> we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta put a pump on it somewhere. Did I? 
Uh, did I say pump? I meant put the brakes on. <laughs> Cowboy Reed said. We got to put a pump on. He meant put the brakes on it. But that's easily confused because you typically pump brakes. Yeah, you do. Put the pump on it. What could we live without? Uh, I don't know. Well, vacuum. I don't. I've never used a vacuum, but I, I have noticed that maybe from time to time somebody's vacuuming around the house. But I, You've never used a vacuum? I've used a vacuum, but not lately. Vacuums are pretty critical for my life. I can, I can go without the microwave. That's for damn sure. Yeah, if you've got a ball dog, vacuums are really critical because the dog's always rolling around the mulch, scratching mulch. its back incessantly, like trying to eat a fly. You ever done any yard work? Rolling around in mulch. Fuck yeah, dude. I used, to, I used to yard work. I used to work masonry. I built the fucking yards, okay? You're talking about yard work, like sweeping the porch. I built the porch. They should do an E60 on me. I took a fucking summer job with Krutoff Masonry, great company. Hope it's still operational. 20 years later, I bought a house in the neighborhood. We did a pool. You should do an E60 on me. Real feel-good story. Damn. What kind of yard work are you going to impress me with? What are we even talking about? <laughs> I, my dog's never really rolled around in mulch. Well, it's a ball dog. She of course. stays out of the mulch beds. Yeah, well, wherever that thing's rolling around. That thing? The dog. Her name is Zoe Rabbit. She's lovely, dude. Thank you. Red Lab. Thank such you. a cool, exotic color. I get a hint of sarcasm, but thank you. It actually is. Thank you. We felt weird that we couldn't get a red one. Chocolate. Uh, honestly, uh, tree of trust. Yeah, I went out in search of a of a chocolate. Lab. Couldn't find one. Well, couldn't find one at that very moment. They said, "Hey, we got some red," and I'm like, sign us the fuck up okay. for a red lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog looks good. Read roulette. Yeah, we're we're on it. Appliances. What can you live without? <laughs> fuck. Gee, he's done drugs, folks. We apologize. The uh, iron. I don't need the iron because what I do is I wash the clothes. Oh, good. And then I hang them up. So I sure I don't need an iron either. No wrinkles. Yeah, crossing that off my list. And you're good with wrinkles. So yeah, you, we're good there. Washing keep, machine, keep I'm going to keep. I'm going to need a washing machine. Dryer. Don't the fuck need. God, I really wish I could cut down on these Fs. Yeah, it's intoxicating. Don't, don't need it. Let's, let's go back to a clothesline. How charming and quaint and smell good. A clothesline. We would get used your clothes to it. Clothes always smell like in no you know, time. Bounty has to put grass on the packaging. Your clothes smell like the grass. They smell like mulch beds, man. Dishwasher. I could go without it. But you're saying you could do without a dishwasher? Hell yeah, it's totally unnecessary. Just you don't need nice china and shit. You don't need like real plates. What about the paper that people just throw away? That's that's wasteful. Yeah, right? we'll get rid of that. Bump that too. But why aren't we doing the recyclables? Is it because there's a there's a there's a there's Reed, a big why aren't price? we doing that? Reed, why are we not doing that? Uh, I'll put it a call on to the president. Oh, he's got the president on the line. Vacuum, get back to you. Vacuum is a yes for me. Trash disposal? Yeah, you need that. I don't need that. Well, I don't need need that, but I mean, I don't think it's an unreasonable uh, deal. You know, John put such great regions on this. I should have been reading them. Oven. I don't use it a ton, but... It's, of course it's a necessity. It. Yeah, stovetop, obviously. Obviously. Eat up your soup. Light a joint. <laughs> Toaster. Um, one of the, 
Toaster to me is you might like not need it truly at all, but it should be grandfathered in for eternity. It's one of the greatest appliances ever made. Coffee maker. I don't do poison. I'm not a drug addict. Refrigerator. Um, definitely need that. Freezer. Yeah, you need that. Ice machine. Total waste. Yeah, nah. They're always broken too. Blender. Europe, they don't do ice. Uh, blender. Eh, I don't give a fuck about nah. blender. I used to have to do it for my breakfast every morning. Then you, uh. Then you started eating donuts for your breakfast every nah, morning. Nah, 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 nah. Nanners. Nanners and such. You guys heard about the Space Hotel. Reportedly, it will be live in 2027. It looks like a giant floating Ferris wheel. What would you name the sports bar in the Space Hotel? Man, (laughs) let me tell you something. I read about this motherfucker this week, okay? It starts off like this. The article, global travelers can soon add a new destination to their bucket list with the world's first luxury space hotel expected to open before the end of this decade. I just want to say it's a stupid way to open the article because they're not global travelers. Mm. Okay. First things first. Non-global. Non-global. You got to leave the globe. Looking at the globe, not on the globe. That's the key distinction. That's why it's going to cost people $5 million to stay there for four days. Anyways, the bar is obviously going to be called Moonshots. That's good. No, we're not on the moon, but baseball's that or hit really high, don't hit the moon either. So just make it work, yeah? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I just had an American-themed one pop into my head. Stars and bars. We're among the stars, and it's a bar. <laughs> God. I mean, just American flags. Wrapped in an American flag, this bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, stars yeah. Stars and bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't play the NFL there, though. My prep dancer was Bob's. Because we're already in space... Let's tone down. Shout out Pantana Bob's, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Don't know it. Did a little damage there. Behind enemy lines, huh? Yeah, well, we go down there. We win ballgums. Yeah. We party at your bars. Mm-hmm. We drink your beers. We, we come home with the W. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. Yeah. I just want to say this, though. While we're on the topic of this fucking space hotel, this Ferris wheel, it is wild looking. 2027 is when they say it's going to be, uh, this seems like some sort of a jaw rule pitch. Like, I just don't buy it. I don't believe that there's going to be a hotel in space in 2027. They say it's going to be ready in two years of construction. My house took two years. Okay. You're going to build a fucking giant space shuttle. It has renovated your with house. With astronauts. Yeah. With astronauts. They're going to be like, people floating around trying to drill stuff in two by fours and shit i'm with you you know how we turned a century yeah what if the 2027 yankees are just dope af in a couple years down the road somebody says 27 yankees we're gonna have to say well which one because oh that's really interesting we're old enough to know about the 1927 yankees now we know the 2027 yankees that's a real hot leaf comment from you. Yeah, hey, are you a little yeah, no, I'm, tripped? I'm a little trip, tripping trip. balls off that take, yeah, man. Is yeah. that what you expect we think like? Well, yeah. Um, I'll also say this. You idiots want to pay $5 million to go sit in moonshots and get a hangover in space, okay? 
there's a reason I sat out the first year of Ford Bronco, uh, this generation assembly, like trying to secure a Bronco because make and model first year, shit goes wrong. Lug nut, loose, you know, like maybe this computer chip isn't working correctly. We need a year to work the kinks out. Damn you don't it. get that kind of time up there in space. Damn it. What? Because I think you're right, and I got one of those new computers with the M1 chip for the first yeah, you're time on Apple in computers. The, in your own words, you're an idiot. It was time, damn, it was time for a new machine. I should have waited. You should. You always wait a year. And it's the same thing with space hotels. You wait a fucking year, dude. Hey, somebody out there, tell me the M1 chip is dope and that the computer is dope and that I'm good. I heard it gets a lot of viruses. Put a mask on it. I was a little, just a little bit behind you there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's weird. I should be thinking slower than you. No, you 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 found something. I've got you in a fucking a tizzy. Um, also, there's a gym on that that space thing. You that, can jump. You can jump five times as high. The escalator in that gym. Evidently, they can like doctor the gravity. It's quite, it's wild, dude. I mean, like, listen, if you can get like a, a win a contest to get up there, great. Just go the second year. A true alpha knows when it's time to concede for the betterment of the team. Dan Campbell there with some wise wisdom, but making and Chris as two true alphas yourselves, what things in your lives do you concede? Hey, listen, Dan Campbell, I mean, he, his voice would make Trace Atkins blush, dude. My man could be a country singer. Good call. Right? Trace Atkins. Right? Trace has got that thunderous voice. I wonder if he has a fucking podcast. He should just have a podcast and just read things. Read his own lyrics. No, just read like children's books and shit. Stuff that's just not befitting of his godlike voice. Um, Dan Campbell. He is an alpha. He understands that being an alpha in a building, whatever, like he's got a good point. I, I I don't know where he's going with it. I don't know who's making the decisions there. I think he means to say that Brad Holmes or the owner is probably making a decision on a quarterback. They're breaking the tie. Yeah, um, they're breaking the tie, and that's fine. He's right. What do we concede? I'm sort of in a permanent state of concession, except when it comes to advocating for my clients, of course. Bingo. Does that make me a, a beta or just the most alpha? That, defer, that I, makes I you a you. surgical alpha. After you. Yeah, I'm the biggest like, uh, no, no, after you guy. I actually have that in my notes. Huge after you guy. I can see it all the time. Planning dinner, you got it. Um, people giving directions, you got it. Surfing. Surfing. Yeah, you got that too. I'm good. Sharks, cervical spine injuries chafing are you just saying things you don't like no i'm saying i let people have surfing like i don't feel like i need to prove that i'm a great surfer i don't need to like take up surfing even though it looks cool as fuck y'all got that you know like there's some things like mma y'all got that and a fake alpha is just running into the he's just oh yeah let me i gotta learn how to you know okay i don't have time for that shit i'm actual an alpha i'm doing alpha things i don't have time to fight with other humans that's right you're planning things i'm planning stuff i'm strategizing you're coordinating things yeah yeah the arizona cardinals had previously retired the number 99 
Marshall Goldberg's number. He played on the 1947 Arizona Cardinal Championship team. J.J. Watt unretired that number and is now going to wear that during his stint in Arizona. How do we feel? Don't ever retire a number. Retire a jersey. What's my man's name? Goldberg? Yeah. All right. So in the stadium, you got the number 99 and Goldberg. Whether it's a ring of fame, honor, whether you have a hall in your building, what have you. The, you have retired jerseys and it's a great big honor and your name's displayed with your number, but anybody can play for your organization and use any number they like. Same goes for college. I'm surprised the, the story hasn't come out. And on occasion, the star will ask if he can wear the number like Deshaun Watson at Clemson comes to mind. But if you're a kid who wants to come to Virginia to play hoop rock and you're wedged to the number 50, I got bad news, fella. That's Ralph's number and you can't wear it. I think that's silly. Retire the jersey, not the number. I'm with you because like David Baker says, every time he comes to somebody's door, he's like, it's going to be, people are going to be, you know who you are long after we're gone. And we're talking about like Jetsons. I'm imagining flying cars and shit like that. Black Mirror episodes. Everything's different, but we'll still have football. We're going to run out of numbers, dude. Like some, some of these places, uh, like the Seahawks, okay? Seahawks established 1976. They've got five numbers already that they've retired, not including guys like Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson. Like these are all guys before they won a Super Bowl. So at, do the math. The next 100 years, what are we going to do? Another 10, 12 players? So we're going to be at 17 numbers that dudes cannot wear in Seattle? Not going to work. Not going to work, dude. And honest to goodness, when I see a 91 at Virginia, for instance, I think about you. I'm excited for that person, though. If, if there if, if there weren't a 91 available, yeah, you would you would be remembered less. You feel me? Yeah, like every time I see some kicker with my number, I think that's funny as fuck. He gets to like do that joke, you right? Know? At the moment, we happen to have the very talented Mandy Alonzo in the 91. Now, Mandy Alonzo making that play. Uh, against Tech, that gave me chills because yep. that was a play I never got to make. And um, shout out to Mandy Alonzo. Amen. Yeah, we had a kicker for a while. And and then the other 91, when I was there, was Andrew Dewey, or I was the other 91. Yeah. So shout out to Dewdrop. You know, I, I, I will say, like, look at the, the Steelers have done it only twice. The Niners have done it 12 times. So there's a lot of variation in, you know, the way, like Cowboys and Raiders have not done any. And I, I would agree with you. Get rid of it. It's just dumb. Eventually, we're gonna run out of numbers. Oh, should we call? Should we call the uh, the Cardinals real quick? We, I'm friends with Steve Kahn. We can call him. We haven't called a team in a while. People probably think you're uh, you've gotten soft. I don't know. I think Arizona Cardinals Football Club for Arizona Cardinals season tickets, priority list, and single game ticket information. Press one. Is this John Facinda? seat ticket information, including Arizona Cardinals club seats. Press two. For group tickets of 10 or more, Kinda press sounds like... 3. For current season ticket members, press 4. For other events at State Farm Stadium, guy. press 5. To return to the main menu... I'm going 2 because the... it's like I'm going to be a new season ticket guy but a priority. You really don't want fans. Cardinals. Maybe they put our number or your number 
on an NFL like watch list after the last time. Yeah, they're not picking up. They're probably on the phone with Galladay. Galladay wants number 11. They're probably just going to give him number 11. <laughs> Fucking. The Washington football team replaced its traditional cheerleading squad with a dance team. That was big news yesterday. What are other NFL traditions that you guys would do away with? You think you've hit this out of the park? Well, not out of the park. You think you've hit a double? I've hit a fucking double, dude. Like a no doubt or double, like into that the gap. That might slide into second, but just face first, like kind of for fun. Oh, that might be violating an unwritten rule. Oh, the Arizona Cardinals are calling. Oh, back. yes, good, good, good. Get your shit straight. Hello. Oh yeah, I just uh, received a call. Not sure if I lost it or not. Is this the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, where you uh, need help with season tickets? I do. One concern. Uh, are you familiar with Marshall Goldberg? Yes, yes, number 99. Number 99, right. I was I was a, always a big fan. In fact, my grandfather, uh, Goldberg, was his favorite player. Um, they, uh, he had this great story. They once stayed in the same hotel and found each other at the bar Late night, you wouldn't believe it. They stayed up 5 a.m. swapping stories. Turns out they went to the same high school. I won't bore you with details, but I see this. Oh, no, I like it. It's funny. Yeah, I yeah. I was actually reading about him earlier, and I was like, wow, I want to know more about this guy. He seems pretty awesome uh, with all the stuff he did in his life. He became a millionaire, too. Uh, yes. There's this man who retired at 31. Yeah, it was interesting. Unbelievable. Great man. So uh, I would love to. I would love to... Uh, do you have some sort of priority seating list? Yeah, so it's a $200 deposit per ticket. So you put it down and then we give you a call in like May or June. And then that's when you select your seats and then your money will go toward whatever package you, you want. Up all the tickets, you want like a thousand. That's awesome. And I, and I would, I have a, I'm a family of seven, five children. And uh, I would actually like to get uh, the whole crew on that list. Only condition being, could we get the number 99 back in its rightful place with the Goldberg family and have Mr. What uh, take a new number. I think it's JJ, JJ what? <laughs> I did hear that he got his daughter's blessing and he didn't ask for it. Someone asked her about it and then he read about it and then he called her because I was all over that too. I was wondering, you know, how that happened. Um, but that's kind of the situation that, that, that went down as far as what I read online. So there's no chance we can get Mr. What another number? I don't think so. I think he's going to wear it with honor and pride and all that stuff. Uh, one thing I did think it was interesting, though, wasn't Terrell Suggs supposed to be number 99 and he didn't wear it? I think that's right, out of respect for the Goldberg family, yeah, which, which, which touched our family. I can tell you that. Could we put the Goldberg name on the What jersey? Ooh, that would be something if he could uh, honor him. I know he's, he donated quite uh, quite a bit of money um, to um, Goldberg's foundation because I guess Goldberg dealt with some concussions. So it was a traumatic brain injury. So um, I know he's, kind of, he's doing a few things like that, but um, that's a good one. I haven't heard the name. I can definitely mention that and see if that would. Okay. Do you know if, if Mr. Goldberg himself gave his blessing? No, it was his daughter. Mr. Goldberg had, has passed away. Oh, heavens. Uh, I...
Gosh, this is a shock. Um, Do you mind if I call you back about the tickets? I, I uh, they broken up. Yeah, what was your um, email? And I can just send you some information too. Sure, it's it's at yahoo.com. All right, I'll send that out to you, and then uh, just feel free to reach back. But you'll have my direct line from that email, okay? Okay, and what is your name? My name is. That's a great name. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much. Take care. Home. So we'll see. <laughs> oh. God, that guy knew more than you <laughs> about our guy. Yeah. He just like he hats off to that dude. He's a, a raise. I'm calling fucking Steve Kime right now. I'm gonna text him. That's uh that was great. I wish I had prepped for the bit. I would have I would have brought well, prep to the bit, if you know what I'm saying. Well, no, I mean, I just it, it it came to me. It was just an idea that just came to me driving here. So, uh, so I just knew you were the perfect guy to execute it. And um, man, we should call more teams in the we future. Should. We're two for two on calling teams. Yeah, yeah. NFL's a content factory. Yeah. <laughs> Big ups. Let's get in the front office. No more ticket office. Front office. I just said <laughs> deserves a raise. Season ticket office. So we'll see. Okay. So we'll see. We will see. We'll see about both things. Yeah. All right. Here's the deal. I was telling you that I was hitting a double and you were um, talking baseball with me. Unlike you, I remember. Yeah, no, no, I got it. But there's also a lot going on here. Give me one. Oh, since you remember so well, give me the most memorable Thanksgiving game the last decade. I don't remember things. Yeah, that's interesting. Now you don't remember anything. That's because Thanksgiving football needs a remodel. Oh, oh, very good. Yeah, it does. Less Dallas and Detroit. Um, They have been grandfathered in since 1978 and since 06 when the NFL added that third game, you know? Yep. The evening game. Detroit is 4 and 11, and uh, Dallas is 4 and 7 since 2010. See what I did? I just doctored those numbers. Even without doctoring the numbers, the numbers fucking suck. And at one point, Detroit lost seven straight. So to me, these two teams are trust fund kids. Get them out of there. They got to earn it. You need a mercy rule on Detroit and Dallas. Dallas is about to lose their third straight, I presume. Detroit, they're at risk of losing their fifth straight. If you lose your fifth straight game on Thanksgiving as the home team, you should give up the game. We can we can put our toes in the water in terms of relegation with Thanksgiving Day games. When you stay on the sticks next year, boom, that's a cool little deal. You know what though? I I, I think there's something to what you're saying, but I also think it'd be really cool if we had Miami in the second game. And I I'm for losing the third game actually as oh, well. Yeah, I think we had too. enough football. I was scared a, to say that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, get that shit out of here. Maybe I don't love football enough, but like I, I really do believe like super wild card weekend that we know when too much is too much and it just feels like too much and everybody in sports media has to act like it's this like bit that we're doing far too well that we like every second of football. I did not need to see Chicago, New Orleans. Actually, when I have the itis after I've finished you know, all the, the sides and the turkey 
and you know I'm just plastered to the couch I would like to drift off into sleep without feeling like I have to stay up for the end of Tennessee San Francisco you know what I mean two score ball game I just have to watch it fuck that you get a 12:30 you get a 4:30 just like it is 4:30 needs to be Miami Miami is a good football team now give me some sunshine second act Thanksgiving really warms you up on an otherwise gloomy day maybe yeah you're right on on that Thursday night we're on to love actually yep Christmas vacation exactly etc I uh yeah I would only amend it let's pick four teams let's do it and um you win you stick on Thanksgiving I I'm just I'm trying to yeah wedge my idea into yours also I don't like looking at a artificially lit football field all day for like nine hours gives me a headache so we could fix that um john had a good idea take the nets down after pats oh hell yeah yeah souvenir yeah all the fucking money the league's got yes a couple pigskins a game yes think about it those those tickets would go for but then there's the liability football hit me in the head now my leg. All right. Well, then print it on working. the back of a ticket, and you're yeah. safe. Like yeah, they, I think so. There's a lot of fine print on the back of that ticket. Baker Mayfield saw a oh, UFO yeah. on Twitter last night. That begs the question: Which NFL QB is now most likely to be abducted by aliens? For sure, Jameis Winston but, be, before LASIK. Before LASIK. Jameis was my answer. Really? Yes. He would just be staring into that fucking tractor beam. Yeah. Yep. Squinting. And they'd be staring back like, let's learn more about this cat. This cat is interesting. Yes. Come take a ride with us. Right. Uh, we'll go to the space hotel. Right. Um, Charlie Whitehurst. Mm-hmm. Total uh, alien guy vibe. Mm-hmm. You know? But more so like willingly wants to go with the aliens, whereas Jameis, he just needed LASIK. The aliens see Daniel Jones and they say, ah, we're, we're good. You think we're we're all full in here? You think? Yeah. Do you believe in aliens? By the way, no. Really? That's right. Are you serious? Serious. You don't think there's anything else out there? Well, I guess when you say alien, I picture ET. It doesn't need to be like a bipedal alien. Could be a blob. Could look like Jabba the Hut. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna go with no. No. Right. No. That's crazy. But show me, and I'll say yes. All right, y'all take care. Bye. I'm gonna fight you with my friends.